0: all around cheers y'all
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine little radio program known internationally as Smoking and Toasting. We're all about craft beer, fine spirits and hand rolled cigars. And welcome, welcome. You have landed on show number 159. one hundred and fifty nine. Think how many beers that is. Fifty nine. Think how many beers. That's that a is.
0: minimum <laughs> of three beers per yeah. show times. And sometimes more, like when we
1: have someone here from a
0: so I, uh, from a brewery. You know, yeah, they'll often bring more than three. That's absolutely. Weird. That's like five hundred beers easy. I like it. I'm pretty like good. It. I'm pretty good with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. happy about
1: that. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Today's uh <coughs> program will uh examine and explore the rules for drinking bourbon. I there there's rules? Apparently there are, yes. <laughs> All right. I want to know what these are. These Which are good, ones am I breaking? These, these are good things to know, you know. Uh, you, you know? know, if you're gonna if you're gonna drink bourbon, it's I always, it's good to know the rules. I always
0: rules. pull the cork out with my teeth
1: and then just tip the bottle up. Speaking of speaking of the rules, you know, when I think of rules. Particularly when it comes to whiskey uh, I think of our good buddy Chris Hart And uh, I was uh, Looking at the article That ran in Texas Monthly Magazine. Now, I realize outside of the state of Texas You know, this magazine's probably Meaningless to you, but right. in Texas it's kind of A big deal. Texas Monthly's a you know, True that. a Pretty big deal, right? So they had this Article on um, Texas whiskey. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little Article, profiled several different things And then there was one of those little sidebar articles where they asked a whiskey expert Ask a
0: whiskey uh, yeah, expert Yeah, ask a
1: whiskey expert to name like five uh, of the best Texas whiskeys Guess who the expert was?
0: It wasn't me, because I don't remember it Or maybe it was, because I was drinking yeah. No, it wasn't me yeah. Yeah, I'm not no, an expert it was, it was our buddy, Chris Hart That's awesome Nobody yeah. cares about that guy
1: Nobody cares about that guy And yet, somehow he winds up being featured in Texas Monthly Magazine.
0: Dude, that's pretty awesome so for I, him, man. I'm so I glad would just, to see.
1: I would just put that to the critics who tried to say that no one cared about him. <laughs> that uh, apparently someone does. You know? I, I am just
0: super happy to see that guy get in the, uh, the world of... Uh, The I was gonna say the world of whiskey out to everybody, but that's actually an event, so it's not the world of whiskey. It's the the (laughs) Houston whiskey social. But his whiskey knowledge, he just loves to share it. That guy, that's
1: right. He's passionate about it, and that's what he is so passionate about. Like
0: he's been on this show enough times, you know how it is. You just say whiskey and watch him go.
1: What I love about him is when he arrives, he arrives with more whiskey than we could possibly
0: taste on one show. Right, and it's all stuff that you can't possibly get. (laughs) I
1: know. So that's just him. That's that's Chris. That's who he is. But uh, I, I will say that in the five whiskeys that he names in the article, uh, they all look like things that you can find. So, uh, so that's worth checking nice. out. So, <laughs> so we'll have to have Chris on the show. Did you, and Did maybe you have happen to bring them. what that list was? I didn't. I probably should have, but I felt like that was Chris's to present. So Ah, maybe we should have him on the show And reach out to him and do that So We are brought to you by uh, the fine folks at B&B Butchers and Restaurant At 1814 Washington Ave in Houston And in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth By B.B. Italia on Memorial in Houston B.B. Lemon on Washington Ave The New Annie and more These guys are an expanding culinary empire Is Annie open yet? I, I don't know for sure but I drove past it earlier this week, and the light was on in the evening, like the big light on the yeah, outside. Yeah. So if they're not, they're close. So awesome. We'll find out. We'll get Jeremiah on and find out. try that uh, out. In fact, we actually planned to have Jeremiah on today, and we wound up having to reschedule. But uh, uh, you know, he's, he's a busy man. He's getting stuff ready for the sniff. The Whiskey Sniff 2019 is almost here. I, mean, it's just I love away. how this
0: works. We think up a great idea,
1: yeah, and then we just hand it to him, and he does, and he does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll show up and 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 you know show people how to do the sniff and the, stuff the best part of that whole situation is mm-hmm. you
0: know if the whiskey sniff, which it went so good last year, and it goes great, we're like, yeah, that's
1: our whiskey sniff. Yeah, look at what and we, if we goes did. wrong.
0: It's like Jeremiah.
1: Jeremiah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> what happened, man? So the way the whiskey <laughs> sniff works is,
1: uh, first of all, the tickets are on sale and they are selling fast. Uh, so you do need to try to. Get them Just in case you want to get them before the event just in case it uh, sells out Because it sold out last year We do have a few more tickets available this year and an expanded area But you don't want to tempt fate because you don't want to miss this event uh, It is happening at B&B Butchers and Restaurant in Houston on the upper deck We're going to have, I didn't know this until this year But the walls of the uh, uh, upstairs indoor uh, dining area Totally contract Yeah And so we're going to have those open You'll be able to go in and out Do the tasting Smoke your cigars out on the deck It's going to be so It's going to cool. be great So the tickets are available At Eventbrite That's Eventbrite B-R-I-T-E Dot com And if you go and, uh, and buy a ticket The tickets are $125 Now you know, that's not a cheap ticket, but what you get for it is way more than. Oh, I'm super excited about the, that! Yeah, the price absolutely. Is. Yeah, but just uh, going over the easy financials. I mean, how much
0: is one good whiskey? Right. Uh, one, not even high end whiskey. Right, just at to, most
1: bars uh, are right.
0: restaurants. You're spending, you know, 15 to $20. Right.
1: And you're going to have a chance you to taste try a lot more than tons that. Tons of them. Yeah, that's right. And when you get there, you get a bag with, you know, some goodies in it. And uh, included in those goodies will be a handful of cigars. Oh, yeah. You get to choose which cigar you want to smoke and try to pair. And then if later you want to light another one of the cigars and try to pair that one, you can do that too. I mean, the events. I, I'm going to do that. Yeah. It starts at 6 p.m. Uh, and it is taking place on Wednesday, November the 6th. So we're just a few weeks away now And uh, it it was so much fun last year We're going to have representatives there With uh, whiskeys, bourbons And also a, a few other spirits as well um, That you will be able to pair with cigars So it's kind of like the ultimate pairing event Because if you think about it If you go to a normal pairing event And those can be a lot of fun, by mm-hmm. the way But that usually has uh, one whiskey or maybe several expressions of a particular company to pair whiskey, with specific to things, pair with right. a very specific cigar in this case you're going to have a handful of cigars in the bag you get to choose which one you want to try and then what a hundred different whiskey expressions uh, some, that you would yeah be able to it's going to be from? absolutely yeah. you know
0: that that's the whole that's the whole purpose of this is this is a pairing event it's but it's it's a very self-driven pairing event, so anybody showing up that doesn't know how to do this, it's super simple. Light so, your cigar. Yep.
1: Get the flavor in your palate, right? And, and then, then smell the whiskey. And then smell the whiskey. And we're gonna have all the whiskey uh, samples poured into uh, a Glencairn, make it really easy to pick up and sniff. That well, the way yeah. I
0: said that makes me think of that. Uh, 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 what is it? The uh spinal tap yeah. scene where he's like, What? She's smelling the glove. <laughs> smell the glove. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that means, just watch spinal my, tap. But anyway. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you smell the whiskey. And and the one that smells appropriate is going to be the one that goes with your cigar. And then once you finish that whiskey, you just do it again because now you have the flavor of the whiskey and your cigar. And and then that, and there's going to be another and expression then, that's right. gonna and as we Smell pointed out, your cigar may change a bit mm-hmm. as
1: you're smoking it. It could be a different whiskey will pair beautifully with it, uh, it. You know, once you're
0: halfway in. Yeah, and basically what we're what we're saying here is smoke some smoke cigars, drink whiskey.
1: It's mm-hmm. hard to go wrong with that. It really is. And uh, you know, this is this is what I really love about this is that we had a very successful event the first year. This one's going to be a little bit bigger. Uh, if this one is as successful as it appears that it's going to be. Our plan, because we know know both of these have been in Houston, but our plan will be to try to roll this out in different locations around the country. (laughs) That's going to be amazing. So imagine this, Ian, if your job is to go to different cool cities in the United States where you will be tasked with... Pairing cigars and whiskey That's going to be That's going to be A very tough job I need it. I, But you know This is a challenge yes. And
0: and I do love a challenge And, and, and I will rise up to it. You're this. willing to accept it I'm willing, willing to Accept I like this it. I do want to plug uh, Real quick um, If you uh, If you listen to us On podcast Fantastic If you watch us On Facebook Fantastic You can always Go on Facebook And search for uh, Search for the latest episode Or even an old one But it's real easy to find Especially uh, Very specific things We talked about If you listen mm-hmm. to the show And you go What was that whiskey They talked about Or what was that beer That tasted like This you can go to our To our YouTube page And you can look up uh, we have That uh, it's a lot of the episodes are now Being separated into uh, just the sections You can Mm -hmm. watch it as a whole uh, entity or you can watch it in just the section that you want to see those kind of things and uh, when you go on there man we'd appreciate it if you hit the like button if you hit the subscribe button and uh, there's a little bell next to the subscribe button that'll uh, give you notifications every time we post something new and fun which going to cool. come up
1: yeah, yeah it's going to come right up there so uh, it's 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 uh something we appreciate and also it's a very easy way for you to Uh, Kind of spread it to other people To just tell them to go to the YouTube page Yeah and
0: and frankly I know this is during the work day And I know there's some of you out there that sneak this in While you're at work I'm talking to you Brian Um, But uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and Jeff, I see you on there too. We have more to discuss about Brian by the way before the show's <laughs> over. So. <laughs> so uh so yeah, if you if you want to watch it at your leisure or listen to it at your leisure, if you want to put it on the background when you get home instead of make out music, I understand. I do that myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's also great for listening to in the car, you know, when you're That's right. uh, you know, when you're, when you're in the mood yeah, absolutely. Especially if you got the window down and you're smoking a cigar. You
0: just crank our voices in the car. <laughs> you know how some people have the booming system, you just yeah. crank us talking yeah. about whiskey. Yeah.
1: So instead of like that's The hardcore. guys that drive past my building that always seem to have Cardi B cranked up, you could have us. <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> I, I, I would like to say that we're probably better to listen to for, your, for your intellectual health
1: than Cardi we're B. we definitely less annoying than Cardi B. There's no question. <laughs> and I'm going to go on record now as saying... Pretty sure we've all got more talent.
0: <laughs> Did you hear how PC? What I said was yeah, it was it was, amazing, it was it? very well said. It was very well said.
1: <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Ah, uh, so show number one hundred and fifty-nine. The rules for drinking bourbon on today's show, and there are a, rules. A very very important Nick Jonas update. As you know, we've sort of adopted Nick Jonas after he appeared on the cover of. Uh, uh, Nick Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. Oh, yeah. He appeared on the cover of Cigar was smoking a cigar, got big backlash from people that said he was doing a horrible thing by encouraging children to smoke. Somehow that got translated to that. I don't know how. So we've sort of adopted Nick, and, and then, well, let's just say there's further wrinkles, thanks to uh, our buddy uh, Wiki Brian. Who sent I me an article saw that. Uh, There's further wrinkles We're going to talk week, about so that We'll talk about that Plus, you know uh, uh, you know. Still, we're going to bring you up, date, up to date On the latest Nick Jonas news Because I know you're breathlessly awaiting The latest Nick, I am. Nick Jonas I
0: am, I am You know, I, I, I love when I walk in here You uh, always have this show sheet um, Just uh, with some ideas of what yeah, we with, might with talk with about some on some the ideas. show I'm Yeah, ideas I'm just going to point that up at the camera yeah, right there you There you go um, and I always kind of skim over it. And I don't generally look up this stuff because I want you know my reactions to be real and visceral, if you will. Right, you're a real kind um, of guy. I just used that word. That was awesome. I like it. Um One of these on here that I see is 11 not bad alcoholic <laughs> beers. <laughs> no, 11 not bad non-alcoholic or beers. Sorry, not yes. bad non-alcoholic beers. Sorry, I missed a word in there. That's actually- I just I want to point something out. When yeah? you call something not bad, you are not calling it good. Okay, I get it. Right, and when you call something non-alcoholic, you're not calling it a beer. You're not
1: calling it good. (laughs) Well, so (laughs) so the title fits, right? That's actually been on the list for a while, and we've never quite gotten to it on the show. So that's that's like having better wounds. Yeah, yeah. you know, I
0: don't.
1: (laughs) If you're going to get wounded, that's a good one to have. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so so while we're on the uh, uh, you know kind of on the downer side here, could your favorite beer wind up tasting like medicine soon? It could happen I'll tell you why that's a possibility That that sounds like a scare tactic It is a scare tactic I I feel like Fox News right now Right (laughs) I really do Your favorite beer could wind up tasting like medicine That's right And children could be harmed Film at 11
0: (laughs) Drinking water Is it it, not as good as the doctors say? What? what? Uh, News at
1: 10 Yes Uh, (laughs) Plus uh, Nick Jonas is not the only celebrity we'll report on today uh, David Ortiz, the baseball player, Big mm, Poppy, Big Bobby. Yes, uh, he's a cigar smoker, and he recently came up with the greatest response ever to people objecting to him smoking a cigar. So we'll cover that. Right, I, I totally today. want to hear that. Yeah, we'll look forward to that. Uh, plus, um, Bud Light and Coors Light accounting for less than two percent of self poor sales. That's an interesting new statistic that crept into our uh, view this week. So, no, we that's, had to look that's interesting. To. Yeah. Uh, and on the show today, some really interesting beverages will be tasted. Adroit Droit Theory. Uh, we've <clears> tasted some of their bigger beers before. This week, we'll be tasting their Strictly for My Grind Kolsch. Uh, so, a crisp Try saying that, to really, that. Try saying that really fast. <laughs> Strictly from my bank. Um, and Dogfish Head has uh, stepped boldly into the local uh, IPA world. That's a weird.
0: Like, uh, so they, they have two beers that are a little weird to me And I love Dogfish Head They're so mm-hmm. awesomely over the
1: top about everything Right, because if, you, if you're drinking a, a 90 minute or a 120 I mean those beers are just like unbelievable Oh yeah, and, and of course and, and they've,
0: But they've built their whole brewing reputation on being just whack Just crazy outside, wonderful
1: So it would stand know? to reason And I have not sampled this beer But it would stand to reason That if they're going to put their name on a low calorie IPA I I bet it's pretty good. It's
0: gonna have to be like because like their um their session IPA
1: uh huh
0: that they did was a great I the, was the was that the all day uh, that no they, that,
1: all day is founders
0: all day is founders no no what's the uh, session IPA oh the uh, sequench ale is sequence the one Al, I'm thinking I'm yes. sorry that's that's the dogfish head sequench uh-huh. ale the uh, salt and um. Uh, a little bit sour. That was really good. They
1: just, I, they just never do normal. So I'm so right. interested to see what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. It's called Slightly Mighty. That's the name. Slightly of it. Mighty. Slightly That's Mighty. Nice. Which is a very dogfish head ish name. It is. It yes. is. Uh, and from our friends at 903 Brewers, we've had a number of their great beers, and already sitting on Mister Twirly Gig right now for, for tasting later is the Sasquatch Reserve Oak Aged Imperial. Chocolate Milk Stout Man, that's a lot to and say And I'll point out that Sasquatch Reserve is something they do regularly But this is a variant of the Sasquatch Reserve So really excited about being able to taste this one as well And they do this box, so when it's on the shelf It looks kind of like it's one of those really special bottles But the box actually holds two 12-ounce cans Which I think is awesome Oh, I've seen that before Yeah, yeah I I've seen it's that just before. awesome
0: yeah. I, You know, I have to tell you um, uh, So I always send out an email before we do our show To every one of the breweries just letting them know, hey, we're gonna talk about your beer yeah. today. And I've been getting such great responses from that's awesome. Breweries. So just hands out to all the breweries out there. Yeah. It's awesome. And thank you guys for brewing awesome beer. Yes, and we even the guys it. that brew the beers that I don't like so much,
1: thanks for brewing anyway. Yeah, well, you know, there there really haven't been that many of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's harder to find. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Uh also hard to find is a rum I don't like. So we'll see how we do today with the <laughs> dos Madeiras. Five plus five, triple-aged rum. Not only is this rum aged in three different casks, but it's aged in three different casks in three different countries. Oh, wow. So this is a kind of a different approach. So, you know, people are trying these... Different things to mm-hmm. uh, impact the aging on different spirits and, and beers And so we'll see how that, uh, we'll see how that comes together But I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to that So a lot of great things on the show today And we're really excited uh, And it's nice to be back in the studio I love the live shows But always nice to be in the comfort of the studio Where I can uh, ask you, as I like to do about this time every show If you smoked anything interesting this week uh, Let me think about that for a minute Hell yes All right, good Talk <laughs> right. to me about it
0: I picked up uh, so my humidor is generally filled with much larger cigars, uh, mm-hmm. much more time commitments, and sometimes I don't have time. So I I, I, I try to pick up smaller cigars <coughs> from time to time. So I picked up a uh, four and a half by fifty Rothschild made by uh, Hoyo La Amistad oh, by nice. A J Fernandez. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This was the black, the Maduro. Yeah. Have you had this one? I have. Oh man! So I'm. I'm have interested. you reviewed this one? I have not
1: reviewed it, but I have let it. me
0: tell you something.
1: This uh, is a four by fifty. Let me just say, Rothschild. in case anyone is like new to the show, I am a bona fide AJ Fernandez fanboy. Oh yeah, I I, I just I he's he's my hero of the cigar. Well, world.
0: this had this had everything you would ever want in it, and chocolate and lots of
1: chocolate. Mm-hmm. This yes. is a chocolate okay. bomb. Okay, good. You smoked the same cigar I smoked <laughs> because, <laughs> so, because yes, um,
0: this is a uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra scuro wrapper, and then Nicaraguan fillers. Um it's, it's very, very AJ. The uh, appearance, mm-hmm. it's dark brown, semi-smooth wrapper with some veins. Very firm feel and construction. Uh, very classy bands on it. I like the uh, yeah. bands. I probably should have taken a little bit better picture there, but I was rushed around while I was doing this. Sorry. Um, the uh, construction just looked great on it. The pre-light sniff on this. I mean, chocolate. I pulled this out of the cellophane, and it smelled like chocolatey chocolate mm-hmm. with some coffee mm-hmm. and chocolate. And chocolate. I mean, it was... Like dark chocolate bomb It was absolutely crazy how chocolate it smelled Um, If I didn't know any better It would have just been a chocolate bar (laughs) (laughs) The pre-light draw I used a punch And I used a small punch Because that's what my lighter had on it It was effortless draw Dark semi-sweet chocolate Coffee, leather, rich earth and pepper all uh, all through this and this is just the pre light draw.
1: Mm-hmm. That's how complex that was. Now this cigar is a Hoya de Monterey cigar, yes. but AJ did the blending on it. And, and... they call it the La Amistad Black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: and the Hoya de Montereys are great anyway. That yes. dark Sumatra is so good. You know, it it's is. so good. Anyway, the uh, initial light on this was um pepper. Yeah. And some more pepper with pepper. Um then it had peppery chocolate. And that doesn't seem like it would be good, but it is. And then it developed into peppery chocolate and coffee. Yep. And it was delicious the entire way. Now, uh, when I say pepper, don't be turned off by this because the pepper was big. But the pepper calms down pretty quick, and the other flavors start uh, popping up pretty fast. And it happened within just the first few puffs of the light. Mm -hmm. Like, it happened quickly. Uh, The first third of this, the pepper calmed down uh, substantially. It's still there, and it still had a little bit of spicy pepper in the background. And we're talking like a little almost... Almost like a cayenne but not with a lot of the burn that you get from cayenne and stuff like that And some black pepper The um, chocolate and coffee come right up to the front There's a little sweet creaminess to the finish of this Um, Perfect burn, solid ash The construction on this cigar was just so impressive The whole second third of the cigar, all of the above was still going on And rich earth uh, came in You kind of started tasting those flavors A little more sweetness, a touch more spice um, not more pepper, but a little more spiciness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, pardon me. And some of the uh, baking spices and things like that. Solid Ash, uh, Perfect Burn, the last third of this cigar. The earth and coffee came right up front on this. This was very much um, evolving. And then the bitter chocolate and sweet spice on the finish um, followed that up. The, the last third of this was absolutely fantastic. I would call this... Uh, uh, on the high end of a, a medium profile, or maybe the low end of a full profile, as mm-hmm. far as the strength goes. Um, this had a solid ash, perfect burn, price to quality. I paid seven, between seven and eight dollars for this cigar. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Um, that sounds about right. Uh, if that's what I paid for this, I give it a solid seven. I will yep. buy these all day long. I will buy a box of these. Yes,
1: absolutely. Uh, you know what I love so much about AJ's blending? Um, you mentioned. When you were talking about this cigar Like eight, nine different things That you were getting in this cigar Oh, absolutely There's so much complexity In the way that he blends That it has a tendency I'll be honest To spoil me for some other cigars Some other cigars that are You know, even things that are Considered to be pretty good Um, they just aren't as complex. They may have great flavors, but they don't have that same, you don't just get that same chance to really kind of work through it and enjoy it the same way.
0: Well, now, don't get me wrong, because I've had some great cigars that are kind of one-dimensional, and I don't mean that in any bad way. That one-trick pony that does that one trick is a really good trick. right? Um, And sometimes that's what you want. But uh, I like to try new stuff all the time, Mm -hmm. and I like stuff that, that evolves and makes me excited to try more and more of it. Absolutely, you know? and Absolutely. a lot of these AJ blends do that. And uh, I'm I'm getting to be a bit of a fanboy anyway uh, because I have I don't think I've had a bad cigar by him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I really like the stuff he's doing today better than the blends. Some of the blends that are his older blends, like some of the stuff you can get on Cigar International and stuff that are older AJ blends. That they're good. Don't get me wrong, but things like the um, uh, the uh, Ave Maria and some of those. Those are good cigars, the diesels. Uh, they're good cigars, but they just don't have quite the same complexity well, as the stuff that he's been doing over the I last I think he's years. coming into his own as a
0: blender, much like a producer okay. does in music. Yes, um, I think that's um, right. In, in the case where uh, where he can walk in and see what a company has and go, oh, I can do something with this. Right, I can take a little of this I can and really a make this. this, and this. And he's really, like yeah. the Butch Vig of...
1: I like that. Of, uh, He's the Butch Vig of cigars. Butch Vig. Oh, Butch Vig of cigars, oh, I right? I love it, yeah. The Butch Vig or Alan Parsons, right, for right, those of yeah. you who are from a different If you're going uh, further generation. back, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, I had uh, something interesting uh, this week that I had not had before, uh, and I thought I would talk about it. I smoked the San Cristobal Classico uh, Robusto. And uh, this is a really nice looking cigar. A few veins. It's medium brown in color. Uh, really nice uh, band. The artwork on the band is gorgeous. The San Cristobal band is mm-hmm. just, just And it's a Nicaraguan cigar. Uh, it was blended by Don Pepin Garcia. Uh, they use a Nicaraguan uh, Carrojo wrapper and Nicaraguan uh, binder and fillers. And I'll just say up front, I'd read some reviews on this cigar that were like raving about it. So. My expectations were pretty high. Pretty high. Yep. Uh, pre-light gave a kind of a straightforward tobacco note, a little bit of wheat and nuts, uh, which now surprised me a little because this is Nicaraguan tobacco. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting expect the pepper, the earth, and the pepper that you were talking about in the mm-hmm. uh, in the AJ blend. Uh, but I was getting instead Kind of a, uh, like I said, straightforward tobacco A little bit of weediness uh, Some nuts, I used a punch It lit easily, it burned like a champ The whole way through, by the way But uh, but even from the very beginning You know when you light a cigar And you smoke like the first quarter inch of it And you look at that burn, you go Oh, this one's going right. to burn well uh, It was one of those type of things um, There was some light spice on the palate From the very beginning uh, With some notes of wood and nuts As the cigar smoked further in Kind of what I was expecting from the uh, pre-light sniff. Um, I will say I was expecting a bit more of a punch strength-wise. Again, knowing that it's Nicaraguan tobacco. um, And from some of the reviews that I had read that were putting it at, you know, um, uh, medium plus, uh, uh, almost um, full-bodied, I wasn't really getting that from this cigar. It was definitely... to me, this was on the mild to medium side, hmm. um, uh, so that's not. I don't dislike that. I was just it wasn't what I was expecting. Right, and I guess that's kind of the headline on this cigar for me is it wasn't quite what I was expecting. Uh, the spicy pepper was nice. It was not too strong, uh, but. You know, in all honesty, I was expecting a bit more complexity from this, especially given the reviews. Now, San Cristobal is a, it's a fairly expensive brand. This mm-hmm. isn't a budget brand. Right. Um, so I kind of kept waiting for the cigar to sort of warm up and, and really, not warm up literally, but, you know, for it to kind of hit its stride right. and start bringing a little more complexity in, um, than it ultimately did. Now, I, w- I want to say this it was a very pleasant smoke. I enjoyed it a lot. And maybe my expectations were set a little bit too high for this one. Um, I, again, I'd read they were full-bodied. They received really high reviews in some of the cigar magazines. From my experience, though, this 8 to $9 Robusto was good. Not great. Good. Um, price to quality, five. Barely. Because I think you can do better for 8 what or $9. What was bucks. the price? It was $8 or $9. $8, or eight, nine, eight, eight nine to $9, dollars. Dollars. yeah. And and I feel like compared to the cigar that you talked about, this wasn't nearly as good. And that cigar is in the same price range, maybe a little less. Um, so I'm just, you know, uh, I almost would have given it like a, a 4.8 or a 4.9. But... Uh, Based on the other reviews, you know maybe my expectations were just off. That can happen. You know, you mm-hmm. ever eat a, you ever eat a, a good steak, but you were kind of in the mood for a hamburger, and it just doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> quite come across the same way. You know, uh, it, it could it could have been that type of thing. But in any case, I enjoyed it, but it's not one that I'm going to probably be looking to buy a box of anytime oh, soon. Oh wow, you know. So, uh, so there you go. The San Cristobal Classico Robusto, um, and you know what? Maybe I should buy another one or two and see if I have a similar experience. You know, if you get uh, a, it could have been a one-off. If you, know?
0: you rate something at a five, where you get what you pay for, <laughs> right. and maybe maybe your expectations were off, I think that's fair. I think trying another one is definitely fair because you might find maybe it's one of those off days. Maybe right. your palate's off. You know. Um, We've all had days where you know we ate too much spicy stuff Or we had something that just kind of something wrecked our palate Something that didn't really go for it sometimes, Or a good hangover will wreck your yeah, palate <laughs> or, or quite
1: frankly, sometimes a really good IPA will wreck your palate That will definitely you know? wreck your palate and, and, and you just don't get the same Complexity out of the cigar, so, um, so anyway, yeah, worth worth trying again. I, I would definitely try it again, but I, w- I found myself being really glad it wasn't a twelve dollar cigar, and there are plenty of twelve dollar San Cristobals out there. So right. uh, you know, you can very easily pay that for them if you get to that size. So okay, when we come back, we're going to start with our tasting. We are going to taste this Kolsch that I mentioned. That is uh, from the uh, folks at Adroit Theory Brewing. They are a very well respected and highly rated brewery. Uh, plus, the Nick Jonas update. I know you've been waiting. We'll get there next. <laughs> uh, it's smoking and toasting. Thanks for coming along for show number 159, and we will be right back. back it's smoking and toasting this is the radio program of the podcast that's all about uh craft beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars and you know the show is a podcast it actually has always been a podcast but when we first started we i had a tendency to refer to it more as a radio show because i thought that sounded cooler than podcast and i've discovered that i'm completely wrong podcast is way cooler than radio show there's there's a great there's a great divide there
0: because if you talk to Some older people, they're like, what's a podcast? Yeah. But you talk to some of the younger people, they're like, What's a radio What's a radio show Yeah exactly <laughs> so, uh, it's kinda,
1: so It's kind of Like stuck in the middle there Well uh, we do the show uh, Live on Facebook Live Every week When we do it On Thursdays Usually at As Ian likes to say One-ish One-ish And uh, we It's a uh, soft one It's a soft one That's the exact way To say it uh, But uh, it also Was available as a podcast As Ian was pointing out On all the major podcast uh, Services Google Play Apple You can get it on SoundCloud And of course You can find it uh, on uh, Don't forget YouTube. YouTube Don't
0: forget to go to YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to YouTube. Don't forget to hit the bell and hit like.
1: I'm almost finding that I'm enjoying the show on YouTube more. When I go back to to check out the show, I I enjoy the YouTube. That's where I go is YouTube. That's the fun. Place it feels like to me to, to Check out the show.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun If, you, if you're going to have something in the background Like a lot of people put the TV on in the background mm-hmm. Why not us? Yes, you know?
1: exactly um, One of the things that's great about being In the studio is getting to create these Sound effects and here we go
0: Ooh, that was good. That was pretty crispy, that wasn't was it? was really
1: good. Uh, Ian is opening and pouring the Adroit Theory uh, beer. I will mention while he does that uh, that we are brought to you by Butcher, uh, B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. Uh, they, uh, I uh, went to, uh, actually, uh, Adam and I, and Adam's brother, uh, Aaron, all went to B.B. Lemon uh, early, uh, last week, and I got a chance to have that <clears throat> that, that that bacon parmesan, that parmesan bacon yeah. oh my god that's just uh, that's just an amazing an amazing thing I think you may be closer to Adam than I, I don't if know can, I, don't I don't know if you can reach I, I feel it like I'm uh, I feel like I'm far away and it's hard to pass him to be I'm, I'm that you way too usually you have to stretch and reach Adam. over there yeah, but I'm just so, not
0: feeling the stretchy so, arms you know, today uh,
1: because we. Pay our producer uh, virtually nothing to do the show we try to make sure we're at least sharing the beers and the right. with him so <laughs> uh, okay before we, <laughs> we'll work for beer before we sample Nick Jonas Nick Jonas is producing uh, here's the big Nick Jonas news he's producing a brand new Netflix series so he's more than just a brother of the Jonas clan. And a singer in the Jonas Brothers And a solo singer on his own And a cigar smoker and the cover guy for Cigar Aficionado He's also officially in the production business He's uh, putting together an eight-episode romantic comedy for the holidays Called Dash and Lily And it's in production at uh, Netflix uh, And it is uh, based on apparently a book series of the same name The action centers on a whirlwind holiday romance and Austin Abrams who was in uh that TV show This Is Us uh, which is a pretty popular show. That's, I, that's lost on me. That's not a show I watch, but I, I see the uh, it, it apparently is one of the bigger shows on television these days. So ah. uh but anyway, uh, but so Nick Jonas is in the is in the uh production business. So congratulations Nick. We uh we have gone on record as being supporters of Nick because of the backlash that he faced when he, you know, started uh, uh uh, appearing as a cover man on, uh, on Cigar Aficionado. Youngest guy to ever appear at, what, 28, I think he is? Yeah. Uh, on the cover of Cigar Aficionado. So but now, congratulations, Nick. Yeah.
0: Oh, wait, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love when we get the wrong sound It's supposed to be this one. There you go. There, we there go. you go. Yeah, congratulations, Nick. So... um, we really decided to kind of step in line behind Nick and support him. We've, thought, we've talked about getting some shirts made that say, I'm with Nick, and have the Smoking and Toastin' uh, logo on them, just to show our support. And uh, early this week, I got a note on Facebook from uh, our, our friend and regular listener, uh, Wiki Brian, uh, and his note had a link to an article, and it said, may not want to print the shirts just yet. It was too good to be true. And a link to a story, and so the story is this: the Jonas Brothers apparently are enormous fans of Coors Light. In fact, they're such enormous fans that they went to the brewery recently in Golden, Colorado, and um, were given a big, you know, private tour. They put the hard hats on them and all that stuff. Um, and so, you know, if you get a private tour at a brewery, you may be a, a VIP. And I suppose the Jonas Brothers are VIPs. But if they help you make the beer and then they put your face on the label, yeah, you're Jonas Brothers famous. So apparently there's some Coors Light coming out soon with the Jonas Brothers faces on the label. So I don't you know. You broke my heart, Fredo. <laughs> so I don't know how we deal with this, you know? I mean, I mean, you know. Listen, one of the things we, in all seriousness, we do say on the show regularly is like, drink what you like. I mean, if if you like, you know, yes, uh, if you like uh, Coors Light, and that that does it if, for you. Go for you it. If like you like
0: know? beer, drink beer. If you like Coors Light, drink water.
1: I was just, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was, I was makes just you happy. hoping. I was just, I would hope that Nick's taste might be more refined with his craft beer, but. But does, well, that, does, so that, while, does that throw us off the Nick, Nick Jonas while bandwagon? While Nick
0: is a grown man at this point in time, there yes. are some areas in life that sometimes you have to outgrow your college tastes in beer. Mm-hmm. And um, and that may just take time. Maybe.
1: You know? maybe.
0: Or maybe he's a fan of the cold-activated can. Well, the early warning system, as I like to call
1: it. So I had this conversation with my wife because I was telling her about this story and that we were going to cover it on the show today. And I said, I've got the perfect joke to end that segment. And my wife says, "Okay, what what is it?" I said, "the the bad news is the Jonas Brothers have lent their likeness to the Coors Light bottle, or the or the can. Uh, the good news is you'll be able to tell if your beer is cold when the Jonas Brothers' faces turn blue." <laughs> That's awesome I wonder if they
0: Maybe they give him Like a
1: a cold activated Beard or something Yeah right So so the the best part Of this whole conversation Though is I said To my wife I said that's pretty funny Right And she goes You guys are always Interesting on the show And I like Thought about that I thought about that For a second I said we're We're interesting Uh, She goes yeah You're always interesting On the show I said, but the joke about the Jonas Brothers' faces <laughs> turning blue that I want to use on the end of this. Segment. I was so proud of myself for coming up with that, right? Uh, I'm like, but you didn't actually say that it was funny. And she looks at me and she goes, I love listening to your show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Okay, I know, I know when I'm being, you know— uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so this anyway. is really coming in handy yeah. today, by the way. But I will tell you, I I am looking forward to actually buying one just so I can see if their faces do turn blue. I mean, you know, in all seriousness, that would be amazing. That would be it? awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, oh, Nick Jonas is blue. It's time to drink the beer.
0: He's got just a little bit of like scruffiness, not really. A, yes, yeah, not really. Just a little bit of uh, like they should just make his his scruffiness turn blue. I think. So,
1: uh,
0: Ian, does this does or the, the whole face turn blue? That that says something else. But yes, you
1: know. does this force us off the nick jonas bandwagon what do you think
0: oh uh you know we need to get in touch with him we sure do we need to talk to him we sure do i mean everybody has a price maybe coors is paying him a lot
1: well yeah Yeah, Coors has a lot of money yeah yeah you know and i can see them it'll be interesting by the way to see if he gets the same backlash for having his face having beer beer, yes i bet he he doesn't. doesn't yeah i bet he doesn't I bet he does. I bet people will Im- celebrate that. Yeah, they'll go, "Oh, Nick Jonas! Look at that! He's got he's you know got a major endorsement deal or whatever." Huh? Yeah. By the way, it could be that they're That's, that they seems a little hypocritical, doesn't it? It could be though that their love for Coors Light is being maybe played up a bit. I mean, I'll drink a Coors Light if there's nothing that I like better in the in the cooler. And if Coors Light came along and offered me a whole lot of money to put my face on their label, which they're obviously not going to do, but if they did. I'm not sure I'd turn that down. Uh, you know, I, I I have to admit I probably have a price. Yeah, that's <laughs> just, just a fact of like, life.
0: Like I can stand up on my principles, but I'm sure there's a level of hooker oh, in me there. Oh yeah. oh yeah, There's no
1: there's no question. All right, so uh, so on to better beer, at least, or at least what we hope will be better beer. Uh, and this is a lighter beer. This is a colch from a Droid Theory, and we have had their beers on before. We have uh, I think I think liked them very much, but we've I don't think we've ever done anything. Lighter like a Kolsch from a droid theory So this will be really interesting to me To see what you think I have while these.
0: you've been talking I have been doing quite the research
1: Well you're, you're a research oriented guy And that's one of the things That I really like about you So uh, talk to me about your take On the droid theory Strictly for my grind Kolsch I'm for it <laughs> Did you like how short that answer yeah. was? That was amazing. No, go ahead. Go ahead and yeah. drink your beer. I'll talk it's for a minute. Standing in standing in contrast. Yeah, right. While I'm waiting <laughs> right. to, you know, when you're reviewing your cigar and I'm waiting patiently, uh, you know, you you can you, you, know, know, so you when, can when elaborate. A, but when I need to take a drink on a my beer. When you're doing a podcast where everything is
0: audio, you know, it's different if you're watching it, but when you're doing a podcast where everything is audio, you can't hear a nod. So one of the funny things to do is if I give a short answer like that, Cruz has to start immediately talking. Well, and And, and, you and you I know, waited until he got his beer right to his lips was before right about yeah, it was about and he goes, i'm for it and so the like, comedy oh. of that was a oh, little man. behind the scenes but yeah. it was pretty amazing well that's the um, thing so uh <laughs> while you were talking i was doing my due diligence mm-hmm. here and i have to tell you this is outstanding it's this really is delicious isn't it? delicious what the what are you
1: getting flavor yeah
0: the malt profile on this while it's not super robust is mm-hmm. so present and i absolutely love it i love the lack of of hop bitterness i love the lack of everything ipa influence that this mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. um this is fantastic this is one that i would grab for again and
1: again you know it's october and i find myself really wishing i discovered this beer like in may you know uh, to 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 have this to this, drink across the summer this oh.
0: has but that malt profile this has almost that marzen or uh october fest mm-hmm. Um, style flavor to it and and it has a little bit of that hot bite on the end but just enough to to crisp the beer up and make it taste
1: kind of make you know you're drinking a craft beer
0: yeah i you mean know? this is the the flavor profile on this, the mouthfeel on this is actually a little bit bigger than i would expect from a kolsch um it's a little bit um uh more than i would expect in general because a lot of times uh, people put out
1: right. you think of Kolsch as being almost like well, paper thin mouthfeel. Yeah, you know? this
0: no, this is this is much more like a robust, uh, a mouthfeel to it, um, and the flavor profile. This is right up my alley. Absolutely, mm. absolutely adore this beer. Good job, Adroit Theory. Well, this is
1: so good. Clearly, this is a brewery that knows what they're doing. I mean, at, we've we've at, established that in in previous tastings, but uh, but I I want to say I think. I, I, you know, a brewer will probably correct me. Brian will probably correct me on this. But uh-huh. I think it's probably easier at this point for a brewer to make a great IPA or a really good stout than it is to make a Kolsch that really, you know, that still is that well, style of beer, but that really has this kind of flavor. I think that would be harder.
0: Lighter styles are more difficult to make because the balance has to be there. Right. You know, the when you're making a lighter style. Beer, um, there's less margin for error, I think, you know.
1: Will you take a look at the can on Mr. Torley Gig there and see what the uh, ABV is? 5.1. 5.1? All
0: right. Oh, wait, they have some uh, pairings on here.
1: Oh, what does it say?
0: This goes well with food, ramen numeral, uh, numerals, ramen noodles, and uh, miso pesto. Mm hmm. Let's see. Oh, it also says keep cold, drink fresh, serving 46 to 48 degrees. And it was canned at 0819. So we are. Keeping it pretty fresh. Yeah.
1: Yep. And by the way, we are we are drinking this nice and cold. Oh,
0: yeah. look! Check it out. It has a cheese pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jean grong I don't know how to say it. G r o n g e. Gron. Gron. Grong. Listen, guys. I don't know. I'm, how leave, to, I'm
1: leaving you all alone. Look, on look one. Cruz.
0: <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but uh Gron. Gron. Anyway, uh, it also has a cigar
1: pairing. bolivar Tesoro. Well, it's one of the things I've noticed on uh, the other Adroit Theory uh, beers that we've had, and many of them have been in the bomber bottles, uh, but they always have the food, cheese, and uh, and cigar pairing, which yeah. is awesome. I love that. That's just like taking an, an extra step, you know, for the connoisseur. From
0: Purcell, Purcell, Purcellville? 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 Mm-hmm. Purcellville? Virginia. Uh, you
1: know? uh, I think the Adroit Theory uh, folks are, are listening to the show, so Purcell they're theory. probably going, "Oh my god, these guys are <laughs> slaughtering everything." They're, they don't but know, they know how like to pronounce our beer, so that's good, know, right? They don't know how to pronounce our cheese or our <laughs> town. Uh, but listen,
0: uh, listen, Cruz, I, I really don't know how to say this, but um, I think it's Pur- 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 Purcell. I think it's though, Purcell, though. Pur- Purcell. Yeah, I keep, I'm just. You know, crushing that it, joke it's in, right now. It's in
1: Virginia, and I used to live in D.C., so I should I should know how to pronounce Virginia City. <laughs> I, you but. know, what, this is this is one of the best Colts I think I've had. I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. In fact, I, I'll, I'll say it this right s- now. It's my favorite Colts I've ever it had. It is so good. Yeah. So good.
0: Fantastic. Um, I just love the flavor. This is, this is absolutely right up my alley as far as beers go. If I'm going to drink something on the lighter side, mm-hmm. this is is the dream beer for me.
1: I like dream beers. Yes. Dream beers are good like, thing. I will dream about this and I'll have to <laughs>
0: I'll have to see if I can get an in up at Adroit Theory and have them send me more beers cuz you can't get it here. That would be a
1: wonderful thing. And yeah, come on Adroit Theory, get some Texas distribution, you Yeah,
0: know? I know I know the TABC makes it a little bit of a pain, yeah, but man, yeah. it would be worth it just for me.
1: Well, we do make an effort <laughs> to uh, try to, you know, uh, source beers that are Uh, Available places other than where we're based And and, listen, we love talking about Texas beers And there's some great ones And the 903 that we're going to taste later is a Texas beer And I'm looking forward to it But um, it's also, I think, uh, cool for us to be able to talk about beers From other areas uh, that, you know Because there's people listen to the show all over the place So uh, so it's a a pretty cool thing Um, uh, So still to come on the program Oh, and I want to say this before we go any further Big thanks Speaking of Texas things To uh, Tony Gonzalez From Treaty Oak Who was on the show Last week uh, Treaty Oak uh, he was Distillery Awesome uh, He was great And of course Our friend Mark Burrell At the Rainbow Lodge Always Lush. awesome We did the uh, show there uh, Last week And the plan Going into the show was that Mark was going to talk about wines and cocktails for for the, the holidays, holidays, yes and Tony was going to talk about uh, treaty Oak, and so we kind of got started on the treaty Oak stuff, and then Mark had their bartender. Make us these cocktails that they have on the menu That are made with That's the so treaty good. oak gin And the treaty oak uh, whiskey And we never got to the uh, to the Holiday beer so I've asked Mark to come back On the show uh, I'm sorry the, the holiday wines So I've asked Mark to come back on the show um, You know between now and Thanksgiving And uh, we'll, we'll do a special holiday, he is, holiday wine show
0: He is so knowledgeable he's so fun and uh, the Combination of those two you know the problem with the Combination of those two on the show last because they're so darn Interesting that we just kept talking about what we we're what we you had in front of about us, What we're you know? talking about. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> they were they were so fun. Yeah, it was, uh, and that place was so beautiful. It was a
1: great show. Uh, I enjoyed that uh, immensely last week there I cannot at the Stop Watch. drinking this cold. It's, it's really so good, good, isn't it? You've emptied that can, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad you emptied some of it into. My I did cup. empty some of it in yours, because I didn't gonna, want to feel totally bad. I'm going to enjoy it uh, as we take a break. Uh, we'll be back in the next segment. We'll be tasting something I'm super curious about: the Dogfish Head, slightly mighty. Local IPA And I do know how to pronounce Milton, by the way Milton, Milton. Delaware That's where Dogfish Head is based uh, So we'll talk about that And Big Poppy has come up with the greatest comeback ever For someone objecting to him smoking a cigar So while you enjoy a little Nick Jonas bumper music We'll be right back Smoking and toasting Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toastin'. This is the uh, radio program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by um, the fine folks at B&B Butchers and Restaurant, where their food is amazing. It's so good. Their bar is incredible. Oh, my God. I, was, I, I went to uh, meet with Jeremiah uh, last week, talking over some details for the whiskey sniff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I showed up before him, of course. Uh, and uh, so I was just sitting at the bar, having uh, an angel's envy. Um, and nothing just, wrong with that. And just really like marveling at the selection at that bar. You talk about a well curated bar. If you're a whiskey lover, man, yeah. And that's and, the thing. That's the
0: thing about that particular bar, though. And and there's a few bars like mm-hmm. it. They don't have a ton of
1: whiskeys. Right. It's not like they have 400 whiskeys, but their selection is so good. It's really good. It's really and just like I said, well curated. It's almost as if Jeremiah knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's sampled the product. <clears throat> well, that's the thing. He definitely has. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> uh, David Ortiz, Big Poppy, uh, former uh, Boston Red Sox uh, baseball player, uh, and now is a commentator on um, uh, Major League Baseball games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's part of the uh, – Pre-show and post-show uh, thing, which, and I'm I'm not the world's hugest baseball fan, but if our team is in the playoffs, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm of course going to watch. And yes. here in Houston, our team is in the playoffs. The so Houston Astros are are in the ALCS right now. And um, <clears throat> after um, after the sh- the game um, this last week, um, it was uh, Sunday night's game after the Astros walk off win over the New York Yankees in Game Two of the uh, ALCS. When they go to the post-show thing, David Ortiz, Big poppy, lights a cigar on live TV and starts smoking it. I love this. That's awesome. I love this. And so um, they said to him... Um, uh, you know, Big Poppy, what are you doing? He goes, "I'm." It's a victory cigar for the Astros. So now I like him even more. He's really yes, my absolutely. Team, right? Right? And uh, so they were like, oh, "I don't know if you should do that." You can you can find the video of this on YouTube, by the way. Uh, and then they informed him that, "Yeah, hey, you know the uh, the the park is a, a, a here. It's a non smoking facility." And <laughs> David Ortiz says, "Yeah, I'm not planning on coming back." <laughs> 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 Greatest response ever. <laughs> <laughs> greatest response ever. So big poppy. Maybe maybe we should jump off the Jonas Brothers bandwagon and onto the David Ortiz So uh, so, so smoking
0: a cigar on yeah. live TV is kind of like yeah. you know, back in the in in the uh, 50s, you couldn't say the word pregnant.
1: Right. Exactly. Or you like know? when, when, or
0: or, or, or when Ozzy and Harry went to bed, they had separate yeah, beds. Right, exactly. You know, like that's what
1: we've gone to yeah, with, that's with right. smoking a cigar. Oh, and I, I forgot to mention when he lit it up, he said, and I quote Smoke' him if you got him <laughs> you got to love big Poppy man, plus even without the cigars he's the funniest commentator ever because he says whatever he thinks, and you can't understand most of it because his accent is so hilarious, and it's just he 's just uh he's a, just an going absolute with it. joy to watch. I love that. Uh, uh but anyway, yeah, I'm not planning on coming back. That works for me. I'm a, I'm totally gonna use that uh in the future. Uh, <laughs> or maybe we could make a shirt that says, Yes, I'm smoking a cigar and no I won't be back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Something like that. I don't know. So uh, so, Ian, we have another uh, uh, beer that I'm really uh, I'm really excited about. All our beers uh, this week, but uh, this beer in particular is the Dogfish Head's uh, Dogfish Head Brewery's, Uh It's their entry into the local IPA world, and the you know the local beers are becoming a bigger and bigger thing this year, in particular. Oh, it's the drum roll leading up to. Wow, that was very crisp. Maybe my headphones are just turned up louder this week. <laughs> that was but that good. sounded really good. Yeah, it really did. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, like I said this was this was definitely the summer of the major craft brewers doing locale beers, doing, you know, beers that are lower in ABV and lower in uh, in calorie content. Right. And, right, and, right. We, we've had a lot of years
0: of giant ridiculous beers and I get that. And now, now that right. is my favorite kind of beer. Well, sure. Yeah. And and
1: and but, there's a time and a place where that's exactly but what But yes, want. there is
0: absolutely like if you know if you know you're going to be hanging around sessioning, uh, camping, mm-hmm. floating on a river right, where you're right. actually going to be drinking beer pretty much all day or whatever. It's a good idea not to drink the 10% beers.
1: So my, my favorite entries into this so far, not having tried the Dogfish Head yet, have been the uh, Lagunitas... Uh, the daytime IPA, which is, uh, ju- I think it's like ninety calories. It's, it's amazing and delicious. And uh, from Spindle Tap, which is a local uh, brewery here in yes, Houston, the five percent tent, which yes, is a, that's a very good, a one. juicy IPA that is just absolutely. I don't know how they got that flavor into a low cal uh, and a low ABV beer. Five percent being the uh, the ABV on that. So, but, uh, but here comes Dogfish Head's slightly mighty, and Ian has already been doing research. Dogfish Head has
0: managed to do something i've never had on a later side of ipa um first off this is delicious um but the way this drinks um the way this drinks is so incredibly interesting because it smells very ipa like your whole Palette picks up that ipa immediately
1: right you get that sort of uh, hoppy the, right uh, no
0: ipa huh? hits you like you, you take your first sip and you get the floral and then the middle of the flavor has all this hop punch to it it's mm-hmm. a very ipa thing and then the finish on this finishes malt
1: and super and clean. no super clean no bitterness on the finish yeah, that none. is amazing there was actually more bitterness to the colch than there is to uh, to this, which is not that it was bitter, but you know what I'm it's, saying.
0: It's amazing how the bitterness, like you get that that big hot, bitter snap, and mm-hmm. then it just washes away, and you're left with this just super gently sweet malt finish. Yeah, that is amazing.
1: Yeah, it really is. This is, the, and and this in the mouthfeel and the way it finishes, mm-hmm. it just feels so sessionable.
0: This is you know here's the thing what is uh was this one at this is a four percent yeah um, even at four percent
1: so could we be... didn't even start with the lightest beer We're today we... the culture was right right than so this. at
0: four percent like I this is unbelievably good yes. local IPA this is so good I can't believe it well ninety five calories
1: leave it to Dogfish Head to be the guy three point six
0: do carbs ninety five calories absolutely do- like this.
1: Does not taste like anything you would call low cal. This the no. flavor in this is so good. If I told, if I didn't tell you this was low cal and just poured it for you, you wouldn't be saying, "What is this a lighter beer?" No, I would yeah.
0: never even guess it, and yeah. I wouldn't even guess it necessarily at four percent. But um, even at four percent, this could be dangerous because mm-hmm. I would drink this so fast. It's so delicious and refreshing. <laughs>
1: That's the thing. Yeah,
0: like you have to this be is, careful. This is now. Uh, this is my favorite out of all the sessionable low, low, uh, low calories I've wow, ever had.
1: Is- this is this is a, a pretty much a, a tie for me with the five percent tent, wow. and, and they're so different in terms of what they taste like and what the you know what they do to your palate. But uh, yeah, it's quite good, Ian. Quite oh good. my goodness, that is well outstanding you know, and and keeps the dogfish head record alive that I've never had a beer from this brewery that I didn't think was exceptional. Even their weird ass uh, goza that has the little uh, fruits on it with the superhero costumes on. That's a weird, weird beer <laughs> Well, Dogfish Head is a weird brewery But though. I really like it I mean, it. they're just yeah. a weird brewery really So like you it. kind of expect that yeah, from yeah. them And, and any that you know, breweries Craft breweries can team up with pretty much Any band they would want to You would think Like, like almost any band would go Sure, I'll do a beer with yeah, a yeah. cool craft brewery Who does Dogfish Head team up with? The Flaming Lips, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just how sort of left of center these guys are, and I, I, I really appreciate you. Absolutely, got to love that. I,
0: I really you know, am. I'm a, I'm like immediately a big fan of this. They are, yes. they are directly, we are
1: directly impacting sales because I will buy that. Yes, uh, we'll get, we'll be getting some of this on the yes. way home. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I want you to know it's, it's taken all of my. Uh, it, it's funny because we, I actually put the beers for this week's show together a couple of weeks ago and forgot that we had uh, the folks from Fetching Lab bringing beer when we were live out at Alan Denning's place uh, in uh, in Galveston, the cigar lounge out there. And uh, so... We didn't do the beers uh, then, and then we were planning actually on doing wine last week when we were at the uh, Rainbow Lodge. So I didn't bring beers to that show. So this beer has been sitting in my refrigerator for three weeks, and the fact that I didn't break down and open it and taste it is is <laughs> that's really amazing self restraint. Or you really just is. have a lot of beers. Yeah, well, I, I did have other beers. That's true, but uh, but still, I was I've been so curious about this. So uh, well that. The next can will not survive nearly as long. No, that is absolutely delightful. Yeah, yeah, it really is. All right, we're going to take another sample of this while we also take a quick break, and we will be back in the next segment. We're going to talk bourbon and the rules for drinking bourbon. The rules. Does nobody give a about the rules? Uh, I think you may be right. Uh, And we'll also be tasting some rum, so that should confuse everyone uh, sufficiently. So uh, we'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting, and we are so proud to be brought to you by uh, B&B Butchers and Restaurant 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. By the way, I was a BB Lemon. I mentioned I was a BB Lemon. I had the fish and chips. That may be the best fish and chips I've had in Houston. Wow, it was really, really good. Nice Really really good I want to
0: uh, I want to go back To our previous beer That we had I bet this IPA Goes great with cigars I bet it does
1: But it goes good With fish and chips too <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does Now I'm dreaming About those fish and chips From BB Lemon right, we, um, didn't, we didn't read the can On that thing Yeah, so. uh, I have it back over here It says This locale IPA Is brewed with mighty Aromatic hop varieties That deliver tropical notes With a slightly sweet balance uh, uh, Adam was talking about that During the break yeah. That it has sweetness to it Provided by the Monk fruit extract. That's so, so there's good. monk fruit in there.
0: Sorry, still raving about the dogfish. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yep. that, that 90, and the adroit theory. We are yep. batting a thousand today.
1: Ninety five calories uh, for the can, by the way, and four percent alcohol by volume. That's pretty cool. Amazing that something that's ninety five calories and four percent is that good. That's so good. Yeah, it really is. Well, welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. We are uh, the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And we are now about to bring you and and listen. I realize that it's a clickbait world. I mean, that's just that's the world we live in. That's the reason so many of our stories even if they don't deserve to have them added to have it added to them we add the words right now right now to the end of the, uh, to the end of the headline uh, because it's it's a clickbait world and so liquor.com which is a great website uh, had an article and we were you know uh, going to share this with you on the show it's the hard truths about the rules of drinking bourbon <coughs> and the thing about it is it's not really rules but it's it worked well for their headline, and I thought it'd work well for the name of the show. So that's so we went with it. So we're just as guilty of the whole clickbait thing as anybody else. So the headline of the show is the yeah, rules for drinking yeah. bourbon. Well, right I'm, now, America's homegrown whiskey, uh, bourbon, has become one of the most popular pours anywhere, and with so many bottles flooding the market. Uh, it's become a very crowded landscape. It's hard to know what to pick sometimes. So, the uh, folks at Liquor.com found a spirit guide. I like that word. A spirit guide. Spirit guide. Uh, Bo Williams, who's the owner of Kansas City's uh, Julep. Which I do is, not think that word means what you think it means. Uh, probably not. Uh, uh, so, this uh, bar that uh, Bo Williams owns is lauded for having one of the most uh, outstanding bourbon selections in the country. And this is uh, his rules, uh, Bo Williams. For picking, sipping, and mixing America's favorite spirits. So we'll share these with you. Here are the rules. Number one, read the label. The important thing to this step is to learn how to decode bourbon labels. He said bourbon's a very broad category. It's important to know what the wording means. For example, he says always look for the phrase straight bourbon.
0: Oh, wait a second. You don't have to read the label. Jack Daniels the best bourbon out there.
1: (laughs) Well, it has a 7 on it.
0: Or maybe it's a Sour mash whiskey But anyway Go
1: ahead (laughs) Straight he says Is what you want to look for First and foremost When you're searching the shelves It means They're not adding anything to Or adulterating the product In any way You're getting The real deal Mm -hmm. So straight bourbon Or straight bourbon whiskey Is what you are looking for He says Also you can look for The age statement on the label Although you won't Always find it And and some of the newer producers Aren't you know Doing age statements Yeah the
0: no age statement Is actually the newest It's kind of a big
1: movement Yep Number two he says The second rule Seek out value," he says. "If you're spending more than forty dollars on a bourbon, you're probably doing it wrong. Isn't that interesting? Funny how that is. Yeah, uh, on a bottle of bourbon, if you're paying more than forty dollars, he says, you may be doing it wrong. Of course, if you're a collector looking for, you know, extra age Pappy Van Winkle or something, expect and, to in pay. In other words, uh, yeah. anything Chris Harder, <laughs> Alan Denny has. That's right, exactly. He expect <laughs> to pay a premium. How much was that? Uh, was that whiskey we had when we were at Alan's uh, place? Did the he, Masters Keep that we yes, had? Yes, yes. 180 ish. I know. Yeah. I'm just glad that, you know, he makes a lot of money. Pretty amazing. Yeah, you because know, he's able to buy those things and share them with <laughs> it's us. It's, it's amazing. a wonderful thing. Uh, but if you're just starting out, he says affordable <clears throat> bourbons are everywhere. He recommends Wild Turkey 101. He says mm-hmm. it's wonderful juice at a reasonable price point, And bottlings from Four Roses and Heaven Hill. And, uh,. Uh, even Evan Williams and JTS Brown, he said, are are uh, places you can go for a good bourbon at a reasonable price, and it, it's not something where you're sacrificing quality because you're paying under. Knob $40. Creek, yep, absolutely. I mean, there's a ton, like absolutely in
0: the twenty to thirty dollar range. It's amazing how many good bourbons are out there that mm-hmm. are not expensive, right. like right. that are just fine. And Wild Turkey, it's funny that they uh, mention that on there because a lot of people think Wild wow, Turkey, ah, uh, they think they well, Grandpa's we're whiskey. Not in, we're yeah. not in college anymore. Don't shoot. Right, right, Well, there you go,
1: that's exactly (laughs) right Try stopping and tasting it, you know In fact, rule number three is skip the shot glass Don't shoot your your bourbon, sip it Uh, He says, you know, the the flavors of bourbon can be uh, different from scotch But he recommends sipping a neat pour from a Glencairn glass Because don't shoot your whiskey, number one Don't be the guys that chug it out of the bottle uh, what, what, pour, it Car- <laughs> pour it into a Glen. What's wrong with that? Pour it into a Glen. Car bartender glass leave the bottle and sip it. Yeah, I what happened love, to those days? I always love how that happens, like in the movies, like right. The, just leave the, the bartender leaves the bottle. That never happens in real life, <laughs> unless you're like at a table with P. Diddy getting bottle service. I'm sure somewhere. that's out of that. that yeah. There's a lot of laws against that. I'm Although sure there are. are a lot
0: of places that are like wine and beer only, where you can BYOB and then you just have your own bottle. Right. It's right. not the same
1: though. It's not. It's like, not the same. It,
0: you could maybe ask the bartender and tip them a little extra if you can. Just Like hand it to them Have them bring it over And say leave the bottle (laughs) That way your friends Think that you're super cool
1: That's (laughs) I like it Um, The the owner of this bar Of Julep says That aroma Is a huge part Of your bourbon experience So you need a glass A Glencairn That lets you capture The aroma The caramel The nutty aroma Whatever To get you excited And kind of cue up The rest of your senses To the bourbon That you're going to taste A shot glass does not enhance the experience. No. It just doesn't. But even also if remember, no. if, if someone does say, hey, we're buying you
0: shots, and you end up with a shot of whiskey, mm-hmm. you don't have to shoot the whiskey. You yep. can actually sip the whiskey, even if it's in a shot glass. He
1: says you can also use old fashioned rocks glasses with it, you know. And you, with, you can
0: use Cruz's special, I'm just going to put the whiskey in my nose technique well, yeah, to really I, I like get to those, those flavors. To, to actually
1: snort the whiskey, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, doesn't seem like it would work, but it happens a lot. Uh, rule number four dilution can be. A solution Yes Uh, Water is your friend He says And do not be afraid of it People think there's only one way To drink bourbon And he says That's wrong headed Water is not a deal breaker Uh, The current trend For uncut Unfiltered Barrel strength whiskeys Means that most bourbons Actually benefit From a little bit of water So a couple things I want to say about that I've been at bars
0: And ordered whiskeys Or scotches um, Spirits in general Mm Mm-hmm And I almost always ask for a glass of ice and water because if I want a little ice, I can pull an ice chip out and put it in there. If I want a little water dilution, I can do that. And there's inevitably some guy next to me going, I can't believe you ruined that whiskey with some water. You know, those are people who are not drinking that kind of whiskey. That's right. You know? And they're not drinking it that way. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. But- don't impose that on me i drink my whiskey how i want and there is not a single distiller that i've ever met or know of that wouldn't say oh try it with a little water Mm -hmm. i literally if you go on you can go on every um scotch distillers website and Mm -hmm. watch the videos and they'll tell you all about their water and everything and they will always tell you and then you add a little bit of water Mm -hmm. In that beautiful scotch accent They'll always tell you that And there is not a distiller out there Who won't say add a little bit of water And then you got the guy at the bar Who's obviously the smart guy And tells Mm -hmm. you how to drink your whiskey Don't listen to him That's silly All right, Uh, Guess what
1: number five is Don't listen to the guy That tells you how to drink your whiskey Close, close It's upgrade your ice Oh yeah Yeah. Uh, Ice is important You know bourbon has big and bold flavors So a little bit of ice and water Won't kill the thing It'll probably enhance it Uh, But they do say be wary of small watery pieces of ice that can dilute your uh, bourbon too quickly. Yeah. yeah, Or dilute it more than you intended uh, to dilute it. He says, I prefer to take my time, and I want a similar experience from when I start to when I uh, finish, so solid ice, uh, never a bad idea. Now, I know what you like to do is to put the ice cube in. You you taste it room temperature, then you taste it cold. I like the ride. So I,
0: uh, like, if I get my druthers and i have time to sit down and have a whiskey like this Uh, i'm gonna try it neat and then i'm gonna add uh, a chip of ice you know i say a chip it could be a chip of ice could be a little block of ice or whatever and i want to taste it cold Mm -hmm. and then once i taste it cold i generally will hold it in my hand you'll see me do this where i just hold it in my hand i'll swirl it around but i'll hold that glass in my hand until that ice dilutes enough in there and i get those flavors what i really like and it's funny that that mentioned it, don't use the small chips of ice. I actually like the small chips of ice because I'll add enough ice to dilute it, and then I want to taste it diluted and as it gets warm again. Because mm-hmm. cold masks certain flavors. Right. So you get to taste Listen to this ride that you get with a small chip of ice, okay? You get to taste it neat. And you get certain flavors that way. Then you put a chip of ice in there, and it
1: chills the whiskey. You taste it at a different temperature.
0: Right, and it's a different temperature, and it tastes different. And then as that ice melts in, and it's not a big cube of ice. It's a small cube of ice, so you're adding a little bit of water at a time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You get to taste it as the dilution process happens. And then before you're done with this whiskey, it's warm again from your hand, and you get to taste it. Diluted and warm again So right. it's not masking any flavors That is a big ride for one glass of whiskey That's And I love right. that
1: And when we were at the Rainbow Lodge uh, last week With Mark yes. Burrell And we were talking about uh, the cocktails and mm-hmm. so He was talking about uh, that they get specialized, yes, uh, brought in, which is it's uh, important of a higher quality and uh, works much better in the cocktails. And I'm sure if you had some uh, just in your uh, bourbon as well. Well, if you pay a premium, and let's let's
0: face it, you're going to uh, Rainbow Lodge. You're not buying the cheap drinks because mm-hmm. they don't have them, right? Like they just they don't bother with that stuff. So you're buying a premium cocktail. Right. They're gonna use a premium ice. There's a reason they could do this way cheaper. They could just use ice out of the well, chip it in there, and mix Mm -hmm. it like any bar down the road does. But they use a premium uh, block of ice specifically made for this drink. And it's different for different drinks a lot of times. And the reason they do that is you just paid for the bartender to make this outstanding cocktail and pour it over a piece of ice. Do you really want all that ice to melt in, dilute the whole thing, right. and change the flavor right. on a premium cocktail? Yes. Yeah. Not I, really. I, I mean, you no. want it to be cold, right. but... No, no, I, I see what you're saying. You want it to be cold, but you don't want it to change the cocktail. Now that's right. different if you're doing a whiskey where you get to change, uh, you know, try all the different flavors. Right. But that's Taking the ride. That's a different thing, you know.
1: Well, speaking of cocktails, the final uh, rule he has uh, is try an old fashioned. He says an old fashioned can really turn people on to how wonderful a bourbon experience could be without just drinking it on on you know on its mm-hmm. own. Ice, a little bit of sugar and bitters helps bridge the flavor profiles, kind of makes it a little more accessible, more palatable for some people, especially when they're first starting out. Uh, but you will begin to understand and experience that bourbon uh, flavor the goal he said is to accent the goal of a, of a good old fashioned is to accent the flavors of the bourbon rather than to mask them and probably no drink does that better than the classical
0: now fashion. let's talk about that because there's a lot of people out there who would say uh why would you use that level of bourbon to mix mm-hmm. well the truth is the better your ingredients are generally the better your drink is or pizza or pizza I'm, so, I'm sorry That was uh, <laughs> I, fell, I fell
1: prey to an advertising tagline I but, apologize uh, But yeah So the
0: better <laughs> Better ingredients Better bourbon um, a Better Better drink Anyway uh, Make it make sense But the bottom line is um, If you're going to mix it Yes Better bourbon is going to make a better drink If you're pouring coke in it The problem with certain mixed drinks Like mm-hmm. Coca-Cola is a very strong Very robust flavor mm-hmm. Coca-Cola is going to mask a lot Now If you want to take A really nice bourbon And pour Coca-Cola in it That's your business Right It's your bourbon You know (laughs) Um, But here's a thought to consider An old fashioned Doesn't beat up The flavor of the bourbon Right It enhances the flavor of the bourbon So therefore A higher end bourbon Is going to make a better A better old fashioned Old fashioned And higher end doesn't just mean Price point
1: Right Right You know It's not 7 and 7
0: Yeah There are Mm -hmm. a lot of bourbons Out there that are hard to find that aren't that expensive, right?
1: You know, you're absolutely right. And <laughs> and if you think about it, the the concept behind the cocktail when you're at a place that has a more expensive cocktail is that every single ingredient usually is a step above. Mm-hmm. They were talking uh, at the uh, Rainbow Lodge last week. I think it was during one of the breaks. But they were talking about how one of those drinks used a syrup that they got from a particular sweet tea that they were able to source this sweet yes. tea. And then they from that sweet tea, they took and basically condensed it into a syrup that they use in this one particular drink. Yes. I mean, these guys are crafting the ingredients that go into these things. So whether it's yeah, the they're ice not going or down or and yeah.
0: buying the big jug of simple syrup from yeah. the local supplier exactly. from, exactly. you
1: know, exactly. off the exactly. truck... Uh. So, anyway, the last sentence in this, uh, in this rules uh, says, there's no wrong way to consume bourbon, as uh, uh, Mr. Williams says. Uh, the only mistake is to not enjoy it while you're drinking it. So, really, there are no rules because there's no wrong way, as we said, but uh, it made for a good headline and hopefully for a good uh, title for this week's show. And now Speaking for of bourbon, and uh, yeah, or not, we're going to have some rum. <laughs> so this rum uh, should be interesting. This is a rum we've had. Dust Madeira's uh, this is a rums. very dark rum. We've had uh, Dust Madeira's rums on the show before, but this one is aged for five years in the Caribbean and a further five years in uh, uh, Spain. It's uh, called Five Point Five Triple Aged Rum, aged in very old sherry casks. And it is. That would uh, explain the color. One of the sort of top of the line um, of, uh, Dos Padires, uh rums. It's the product of a triple aging process. First, it rests for five years at its place of origin in the Caribbean. Then it's moved to the Williams and Humbert uh, facilities in Spain, where it's subjected to two more phases of aging for a period of five years. On the uh, arrival, they transfer it to American Oak Casks which previously held sherry, and uh, subsequently the casks, which have been used to age uh, Don Guido. Uh, Both uh, Dos Cortados and Don Guido are an average age of 20 years guaranteed and uh, certified. So that's what the casks are all about. So Uh, the rum itself is, um, I mean— this is this rum, I think, would be a much more sort of ordinary dos Madeiros, but it's the aging process that is going to make it different in whatever way it's different. So, so I,
0: I, haven't, I haven't taken a sip yet. Um, but just on the nose, what's well, you, amazing about this is you get the molasses yeah, right I, up front. like huge I can smell molasses, the molasses right. without even going But then uh, to when my you get it close to
1: your nose, it's all oak and sherry. Well, you're so right, because it is sitting on the tabletop, it's molasses. Yeah, but once you bring it up to your nose, it's
0: oak and sherry. Yeah, very uh, interesting. Ton of it,
1: very interesting. Well, uh, you know, there's nothing quite like a really good, well-aged rum, and rum is generally not aged nearly as long as a lot of other spirits are aged. It's it's generally pretty good, fairly young, and if you are drinking a five-year rum, that's considered to be a a moderately well-aged rum, whereas A five-year whiskey might be sort of like on the minimum age uh, side If you're making an age declaration on the whiskey Have you tried this already? um, Yes I want to point out
0: This has no heat to it whatsoever It's amazing Like, it doesn't even come back and hug you really There's no heat This is so And as a matter of fact, it leaves this molasses Brown sugar molasses Mm -hmm. Flavor Mm Mm-hmm with this super awesome, like the retro hail, has this sherry and oak complexity to it. There's almost a little smokiness to it. Yes, smoky, definitely. Um, mixed in with that, but that maple sugar kind of flavor going on there—that molassesy, y sugary mm-hmm. man. This I want this over pancakes. You, like, al- it's so sweet
1: say, and so delicious. It's not gritty, but it almost tastes like it should be. With with the molasses syrupy uh, sort of sugar uh, vibe,
0: that whole time I'm talking, I'm just now detecting a little bit of heat coming coming back, back in. Just, yep, yep, just warming up like the back of my palate. That's the, the, absolutely crazy. The
1: hugs from rum can be often more subtle than the whiskey hugs.
0: This is definitely a much more subtle, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, spirit hug. Yeah,
1: that will that will sneak up on you a little bit. This is this um, is really good. It's really delicious. I'm. Uh, kind of blown away by the difference in smell from when it's on the tabletop to when it comes to your nose so we talked
0: just a minute ago about mixing bourbons okay and rums are much the same way this right here i don't know uh, of a whole lot of rum drinks uh that you just want this- enhance the flavor of the rum right uh this has so many subtleties that i think mixing this would be a little more pointless because you'd lose a lot of the subtleties of right. what if this If you has. were to
1: add, you know, simple syrup or or right. uh, mint or other things to this, to a cocktail made with this, right. you would probably lose some of the subtlety of that sharing. Yeah, I don't oak. know.
0: Like, for instance, if you made a rum and coke with this, and I know that's mm-hmm. like the holy hand grenade, which blows up. I like rum and coke, but um, I don't know if it goes here. Right, right, and that's and or rum and Dr Pepper or whatever. Like this, I think the problem with this is the flavors are so subtle. Mm -hmm. And so nice and the finish is so nice that something like that would just completely mask the flavor of this. And I don't think you'd get much flavor difference in a rum and coke, for instance, between this rum and a much less uh, or a much more cost effective rum Mm -hmm. or just cheaper rum in Mm -hmm. general. Um, as a matter of fact, sometimes when you have something like a Coca-Cola as a mixer, I think you kind of want something that has a little more bite to it overall You, you so that you right. can yes. kind of got a little more the alcohol part it. of it. Yeah, no, that's a good This point. right here, though, is just on its own, and room temperature is amazing. I'm imagining this with a cube of ice and water down a little bit, and I bet the flavors just all over the place are so good.
1: This uh, rum is... You know, depending on where you buy it, it's around $40 for a bottle. This is outstanding. So it's really, you know, it's one of the beautiful things about rums. It it feels to me like with rum, you can often get a more premium rum, like a super high-end rum, at the cost of maybe sort of a medium-level uh, whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, uh, and whereas the the super premium whiskeys have a tendency to go up into the hundred dollar and above range, the super premium rums are generally forty plus. Yeah, you know, and and it this I would almost refer to this as a super premium. This rums. is outstanding. This at is least great. at least based on the way it drinks,
0: it's so sweet.
1: I know it's it's I really bet this delicious. This would
0: go really
1: good with a cigar. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that with almost any cigar, you could do it with a big one, or you could do it with something that was uh, was more mellow. I think, and mm-hmm. then both would uh, would work with this. And again, that's one of the things I love about rums is that um, you know the the whiskey sniff, the comparing of of the whiskey and the cigar you have seems to be a little more specific. Rums almost seem to work with almost any cigar yeah. that you pair them with, yeah. you know.
0: Well, the uh, the overall flavor profile of rum as a group of drinks, Mm -hmm. um, as a I think as a spirit, yeah, yeah, as a spirit, just generally goes uh, goes well with cigar. Mm. You know, like coffee and cigar. Coffee and cigar go great together. It
1: almost doesn't matter what the cigar is. Yeah, Uh, agreed, agreed. Well, uh, this is absolutely delicious, and it is something you can find. It's not uh, uh, Chris Hart style rare. Uh, you can find this at your uh, local store if you have a store that stocks, you know, a reasonable uh, quantity of rums, and it's worth seeking out. I I like Dos Madeiras anyway. The other rums of theirs that I've had have mm-hmm. all been very very good, uh, but this may be their sort of creme de la creme, at least based on what we've had. Well, so I'm glad you bring awesome rum. Uh, yes, and I'm glad you bring awesome. Uh, Chewy beers Awesomeness I just bring Awesomeness (laughs) I was just I was referring To your chunky beers Uh, Speaking of chunky beers I don't think It'll be chunky But uh, 903 Brewers uh, They have I think Some of the most Interesting specialty beers And limited beers uh, Of any of the breweries That are in The uh, greater uh, Texas area And we're going to try Their Sasquatch Reserve But it's not just The Sasquatch Reserve This is a special variant It is the Sasquatch Reserve Oak Aged Imperial chocolate milk stout, which sounds like it would go really That's good say after yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going to save it? a little bit of this, actually. Because <laughs> uh, I may, could drink through that pretty quick. That may be a nice pairing. So uh, we will get to that coming up. You are listening to Smoking and Toasting, and we will be right back. <laughs> I love my optimistic wife who texted me 20 minutes ago. Hope the show went well. <laughs>
0: On the beach in Hawaii
1: Welcome back. It's smoking and Toastin'. This is the program all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We're brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant. 1814 Washington Ave. in Houston, in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. And that is the location of the Houston B&B on Washington Avenue is the location for the Whiskey Sniff. Get your tickets while they are still available. Whiskey Sniff. Go to eventbrite.com. Uh, so this is smoking and Toastin'. Uh, my good friend Ian Barry is here. Uh, Adam, our producer, my name is Cruz, or as my... New grandchild will be calling me very soon. No, no, I'm Pops. I I know you like calling me Gramps. I'm going to call you Gramps. Yeah, I know you are, and that's that's okay. Uh, But I will just say, uh, we'll just give a shout out to my wife who is out at the hospital. Uh, We are expecting a grandchild like any moment now. She so is pretty so exciting. excited. Too. Yeah, yeah. I know
0: you're excited too, but I, I your wife excited. is just bubbling right now. Uh, yeah,
1: I am excited, although, like, I still, there's still so much about the whole baby thing that I don't comprehend. So I was just like, I'm going to just go do smoking and All toasting, right. and, and you let me know. I'm going to go drink and, and do something. I want to take
0: and, just a moment for everybody in the audience to just try and picture you changing a diaper oh
1: yeah yeah good luck picturing that because i don't <laughs> I, I can't picture it uh, oh, oh. i'm sure it'll probably happen uh, but uh i don't think i'll be very good at it so uh, oh that was spectacular wow wow you've done well today with the sound i think effect. i you, think cruise i think you, you changing your, a diaper you is gonna gang. sound something like this hold my beer watch <laughs> this <laughs> i think i think me changing a diaper would be like Honey, I will open a bottle of sparkling wine if you will change the baby. I think that's what me changing a diaper will sound like. Uh, So, yeah, so, but I am excited. We are expecting the arrival of Autumn, my first grandchild. So, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, so awesome. Very exciting. So,. So I think we will celebrate and toast with a little Sasquatch Reserve This is a um, a, a crea- Sasquatch Reserve is, is something 903 Brewers put out uh, From time to time But this is a special edition Which is Oak Aged Imperial Chocolate Milk Stout 903 Brewers are located in Sherman, Texas And uh, we've reviewed some of their reserves uh, On the show before And they've all been just exceptional All this very big beers and uh, yes. Literally smells
0: like a milkshake
1: well, it is like an anab- imperial chocolate milk stout. So I guess that's what it's supposed to smell like, right? It's a pretty amazing, I All mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you've done a little bit of research. I don't want to rush you, but I have a feeling beer good. You know, uh, this is very good. Um,
0: it's still going. Like, this This is blooming. Even while I'm talking, it's blooming
1: more and more yes. on my
0: palate. It's actually uh,
1: still going. I'm going to say that up front, when you first take a sip, it's very good, but it doesn't even hint at the complexity that you're going to be experiencing after you swallow. You almost want to just take a sip
0: of this. Like Some things some things are good that you have to just kind of keep eating them. Like I think mm-hmm. that's the whole Cheetos thing, right? right. Oh, right. The Cheetos and Doritos. Like it's good. Similar. You have to yeah. keep eating. You have to keep eating. You have to mm-hmm. keep eating. This... You almost want you to take al- a
1: sip and sit back. Don't yeah, you?
0: you just you want to take a sip and finish the sip so you can get to the aftertaste and all the complexity going on there. This is so
1: good in the mouth; it's fairly straightforward.
0: But yeah. After, wow! No, it comes up that that milk, that ice cream almost flavor. It is
1: almost like an ice cream. Uh, is
0: yeah. is so in the palate at the uh, at the aftertaste?
1: If you took some, you know, vanilla ice cream. And basically smothered it in chocolate syrup That flavor is one of the flavors that you get
0: Yes, but then there's also like the burnt caramel flavor yes.
1: Yeah, there's more to it than that um, but.
0: Like you'd get if you crisp the uh, creme brulee a little bit too much The other thing that's really strange about this Is the mouth feels thinner than I expected I agree, I was expecting a um, bigger uh, And that was only startling at first But <laughs> like that's why I stopped and had to stare at it for a minute I was like, what am I drinking here? At 13 point what percent did you say? Thirteen, 13. point 3 percent It's not really that boozy
1: mm-hmm.
0: Like that's It's it's a little bit on the aftertaste But not really The mouthfeel on this is a lot thinner than I would expect But it doesn't actually detract from any of the flavors Because the flavor The, the flavor profile is so robust
1: And it's more I'm about the you. aftertaste Yeah it is really more about The aftertaste and the retrohale than it is about the taste when it is actually in your mouth.
0: Yeah, this is an absolute delight.
1: Hmm. Um. Thank you guys at nine o three for making this. It would be interesting to compare this to the normal Sasquatch Reserve. I would, side by side. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and see how different. How far did they go with the Imperial Chocolate Milk Stout? vibe that's happening, you know, right here on these because that's that's pretty
0: outrageous. The creamy ice cream-ness of this on the tail end of it is just so interesting.
1: What do we do with the box? I wonder if there's any info in the box that would be uh that would be revelatory. Deeply rooted in originality, high quality and community 903 Brewers provides its uh, prides itself on solely offering the best to you. Um so their award-winning beers include the Sasquatch Imperial Chocolate Milk Stout, which took home the silver in the 2015. While well, I'm reading off that other side, so uh, which took home the silver in the uh, uh, 2015 Great American Beer Festival Aged Beer category. They say much like the elusive Sasquatch. Our special release brews are tough enough to capture, uh, but make a big impression. So pop the love top and the knock on a of the tree. Sasquatch. Cheers to an encounter you'll talk about for ages. So uh, very interesting. So yeah, you see the the other side. is the the specific to
0: this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: very interesting. Uh, age it, drink it, trade it, share it. It says, and oh, that's why you were trying to tell me. Uh, to yeah, turn, that's to specific to this. Part. I thought you wanted me to show the illustration to the camera. Uh, it says they started with their award-winning base sasquatch. Up the ABV and added oak to the process, and bam—we present Sasquatch Reserve, uh, super complex with notes of cocoa, espresso, oak, and roasted malt. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So drink it with your friends or keep it all to yourself. They say the choice is yours. Um, you know this is this is a really exceptional beer. I think for sharing, this is one I as much as I might want to keep Fun it to with. myself. Yeah, uh, the fact that you can like. Enjoy this with someone and talk about it is is half the fun, I think, on this beer. Yes. Uh, and, and a lot of beers are that way, particularly things, you know, that come in bombers. We have a tendency to go, yeah, this is a, mm-hmm. a, sh- a Sharon beer, you know?
0: Well, that's the thing about a bomber. A bomber is a long-term commitment if you're drinking it mm-hmm. by yourself. But mm-hmm. if you're sharing it with one or two people.
1: Not that I've never made that commitment. <laughs> no. Because I'm a commitment-oriented there, guy.
0: I, I, have, I have broken down a few bombers of uh, Brother <laughs> Thelonious before. Oh, Brother Thelonious. <laughs> I love Nicely done. <laughs> That's so good.
1: So uh, are you familiar, Ian, with uh, iPourit? No. Uh, so iPourit is something that is, it's a new technology uh, for bars. And there are a number of bars that have opened up around the country that are Is this the one where you
0: pour yourself the beer? That's right You know, I I have not seen one around here, but I was at a bar a couple years ago in uh, It was a pizza place Mm -hmm. a couple years ago in New Orleans I think it was New Orleans, and they had that, and it was the weirdest thing So the answer is yes, but I didn't realize
1: it I just got a text from my uh, best friend Dave, who... uh, Uh, I was supposed to go to sea uh, across Labor Day weekend, but they had that wacky hurricane uh, in Florida. So um, we postponed and we'll be going after the first of the year. But he said he found a place for us to go and hang out, and it's one of these places that has the beer where you pour it yourself. (coughs) So this I Pour It technology, it allows patrons to pour as little or as much as you want. So if you want to pour just really short pours because you want to try a whole bunch of different things. Oh, it's like it like measures about an way. ounce or whatever. Right, right. It measures it and charges it based on how much you uh, pour yourself. So it's a really cool technology. Uh, so anyway, whatever your thoughts are on that, the self pour beverage technology company is able to gather some very interesting sales data. And I pour it, which is the company that makes this hardware, uh, just released their annual top beers and wines report for 2019 based on over. 57.7 million ounces of product poured at 180 different locations. 57.7 million ounces. Uh-huh. Poured at 180 different iPort locations. Uh, they have been around since 2012. They have poured over 155 million ounces. Uh, um, 90% of that, uh, 94% of that is, is beer. And uh, so this report is based on the most recent 57.7 million ounces of product uh they capture all this key data macro loggers top the list but the percentage is really low A- ab inbev's bud light and miller coors, coors light account for only 1.8 percent of the products that are wow that people get when they're so if you've got these choices, and you're pouring it yourself. Less than two percent of the time, are people choosing a Coors Light, Coors Light or, or Bud uh, Light. a Bud Light? Yeah, interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I will say some of the craftish beers that are owned by AB Bev they specifically uh, mentioned Blue Moon and Elysian, uh, sell pretty well, and they are, you know, they're considered for the best of this uh, craft. The top craft beer. In this list is a Firestone Walker IPA. Nice. Yeah. That's so, a great IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they make all, all their IPAs are so good and they, they do all the special series and stuff, but yeah, they they've always a Firestone Walker Stone. Those guys know IPA very very well and they do it well. But if you think about this, you know, you think of these macro beers as being a really huge percentage of the beer community. Right, of of what's sold. Mm-hmm. And that still is true to a certain degree. Craft beer is gaining. But what's interesting is when you get into a really ultimate choice situation, they're not being chosen very often. Man, Rest, that's got to the give time. them a little
0: bit of an ego blow. Yeah, got, got to give them a little pause, right? You know, when Firestone Walker outsells them, mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful thing, by the way, mm-hmm. but a um, microbrew.
1: When craft brew outsells less than two percent of the time, are people going for either? That's that's pretty big actually. That's pretty heavy when you've got these choices. So now, admittedly, the audience, the the customer base, is going to be more likely to be craft beer oriented at this kind of an establishment. But still, you can go to plenty of bars that have a really good selection of craft beer, and they're still selling plenty of Coors Light with the Jonas Brothers' faces turning blue. You know, <laughs> it's happening. You know, uh, so I, mean, you know, I, I think again. I just think this is another harbinger of of what's to come in in the world. I uh,
0: I was at um I was at Poison Girl. Did I tell you this story? Mm-hmm. Where I was sitting at Poison Girl. Every time you mentioned kind of at
1: the end of the bar. Every time you mention that bar, by the way, the Chris Whitley song plays in my head, which is <laughs> yes. such a great song.
0: Um, I'm sitting there at the end of the bar with my wife, and uh, this couple walks in, and uh, the girl is very, very bubbly, and she orders two uh, Coronas, I think. Anyway, Mexican lagers. Mm -hmm. And the bartender goes, we don't have that. She's like, oh, what do you have? And he goes, Lone Star. Because they have really good beers and Lone Star. And Lone Star, Yeah. Like, they don't have any of the Mexican lagers. They don't have any of the mainstream. Like, they have really good beers and Lone Star. And she goes, okay, well, I have two Lone Stars. And then he goes and gets them, and he comes up, and he sets them on the bar. And she looks at him. She just taps the top of her beer. And he looks at her like, what? Like, what what does that mean? And she goes, can I get salt
1: and lime, please? As if he's supposed to know that wow i didn't know salt and lime with a lone part. star was part of the lone star uh, not a mexican lager but with yeah. a lone star yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow so he
0: takes it over there and he does the salt and lime thing and he brings it back to her and she grabs it and kind of walks off and he's like well good luck with that yeah. <laughs> it was so funny i was just sitting there cracking up yeah you know watching I, this interaction because he was baffled when she tapped the top of that he, he was absolutely baffled what What I really could you
1: possibly want? I really like what you say when we're having tequila or uh, Mexican beers. Is that uh, no limes were harmed during the no uh, salt, no limes limes were were harmed during the
0: making during the Um, drinking of this beer.
1: Ian, as we're wrapping up the show, I would like to encourage you to pour yourself just a little more of this beer.
0: Oh, hold on a second, Uh, twist my arm.
1: Okay, no, and there's a reason I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Believe it or not, beyond just how good the beer is, now I would like you to take a sip of it and then go back to your rum.
0: A sip of it and back to the rum. Take a sip
1: of it and go back to your rum. And tell me what what changes for you on the rum with that uh, 903 Sasquatch on your palate.
0: It's really interesting because um, it blends with the... um, it turns it into a heath bar, yeah, and like toffee flavors come out like big time,
1: and it, it I don't know to me it like changed it just completely like yeah, you, it loses that sort of molasses loses a lot of the molasses vibe, you know and and heath bars a good way to describe it, yeah,
0: yeah it's it's more like a toffee with a little chocolate and then um, and then the sherry and the oak are still there. Mm-hmm. The oak might actually be enhanced because I think both of them have a whole lot of oak profile on them, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, with the rum on your palate, if you go back to the beer, it loses a lot of that chocolate milk vibe.
0: Yeah, now you taste the uh, the uh, burnt caramel yes. very much.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: Interesting. I think the sweetness kind of interferes with each other on that one.
1: Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I I like trying them together but i'm not sure i'd say they're super complimentary well
0: i like the beer going to the uh going to the rum better than i like the rum going to the beer because i love the i love the sweetness of the beer and the rum going back to the beer masks some of that sweetness maybe
1: keeps it from uh, from being quite as obvious well uh well these things are always fun to try to pair and it's uh it's it's always you know we usually try to save our biggest beer for last and we've often got our spirit you know Still uh, We don't have to do that. Glasses. You can we
0: can do the big beer first with a funnel.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine if we went with this beer <laughs> first I, then trying to taste the colch and I, up, I yeah. have a
0: question for you. When's the last time you actually had a funnel of beer? Have you ever done a funnel of beer?
1: Okay, let me see. I went to college. No. I've never done a You've funnel. You've never of beer. actually done yeah, a funnel. I've never done a funnel of beer. We might
0: have to we might have to see if if the fans would even, like even would in, like to see you do a funnel of beer Even in some my point.
1: days of drinking macro brews, I had more appreciation for the beer than to consume it that way. See, I was also never a big shotgun guy because I wanted to enjoy the beer a little more than that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to just, like, put it all away that fast.
0: I think that depends on the kind of beer you're having. And you're
1: probably right. If it's PBR, you may want to get it you over You might want to go ahead and get it over then
0: later. Although right. that stuff's so heavily
1: carbonated that it's tough to shotgun. Yes. I mean, I've heard. And that's good to know. That is good to know. All right, uh, we are uh, about to wrap this up here. I want to remind you to get your tickets for the whiskey sniff. Uh, They are going fast. If you are in the Houston area, uh, come and join us on November the sixth at uh, B and B Butchers and Restaurant. It's a Wednesday night. It's going to be a blast, and that's going
0: to be amazing. Also looking forward to it. Don't forget YouTube. Go sign up on YouTube and do us a favor on the YouTube channel. Under this uh, particular segment, um, leave a leave a vote in the comments if you want to see Cruz shotgun a beer.
1: Oh, really? really? Yes, uh, I'll shotgun a beer. I'll do that. I don't know if I'll do the funnel, but I'll I'll shotgun. <laughs> if you need me to, I'll shotgun. It, you know we should it, it should be like for charity or something. You know like <laughs> right. like remember like the ice bucket challenge like that type of thing. That's uh, there should you be the it. beer shotgun That's right. challenge. I'm sure some Nick Jonas fan will object to that somehow, right?
0: but but it it could (laughs) be done. When the Jonas Brothers' face turns blue, it's good to drink your beer.
1: Two weeks from today uh, is Halloween, and on the show that we do on Halloween Day, we will do a show on Halloween. Uh, It's a Thursday. It's the 31st of October. Uh, We're going to do something uh, that that I hope will be interesting. We're going to do a pumpkin beer blind taste test. So we will rate the pumpkin beers, mm-hmm. tasting them blind. There's so many interesting ones out there. At least they look interesting because I've been buying a few of them and uh, buying a few of them and uh, setting them aside. I haven't bought any actually, this year. Yeah,
0: although well, uh, I have a pumpkinator from um, two years ago sitting I, in my fridge.
1: Now, let me ask you: Is this the kind of beer that will age, or is pumpkin pumpkinator yeah, probably oh, yeah. not that good?
0: Well, it, uh,
1: so most pumpkin
0: beers are along the darker side, like a porter. Right or stout um and those always age and generally age well to a degree, mm. however, if you have something on the later side, um it may not age,
1: okay, that makes but pumpkinator
0: always ages well, and I have. A couple years old pumpkinator that I could toss into that list.
1: Well, uh, that would be fun, and what'll be really interesting is is to see if you can tell blind that it's taste, the pumpkinator yes. when versus the others when uh, when we're doing it blind. Speaking
0: of which, is San Rosa pumpkinator out this year? I'm uh, assuming it has it, to be by uh, now. It
1: has to be. I haven't seen it, but it I has haven't to seen be. it either. Well, we'll we'll be uh, shopping for pumpkin beers soon, so that we can. I figure if we do it on Halloween, you know, there's still, you know, the whole pumpkin thing kind of lives through Thanksgiving, so you'll still have time to go and. Grab some of these pumpkin beers if you become curious. As and to like and to like
0: I've been busy life. preparing my uh, my Halloween costume, which will be the uh, Greg Louganis. Uh, oh, good, good Halloween costume. I'll be looking
1: forward to seeing that.
0: It's nice because it's cheap. It's one piece of clothing.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll be uh, sporting the Bruce Jenner uh, Halloween costume <laughs> this year. So, wait, what? Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll be looking forward to the Halloween show. Maybe uh, maybe I'll just do like Batman or something. Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> I uh, want to thank you guys for uh, checking us out this week on uh, Smoking and Toasting, show number 159. And yes, we are already deep in discussion about show number 200 and what that will uh, involve. So we'll we'll sh- maybe share a little bit of that with you next week. In the meantime, have a wonderful week, my friends. We appreciate you being a part of Smoking and Toasting, and uh, cheers. Cheers.
0: Cheers.